You can't go out playing golf having fun. Fun, senor, you have obviously never played wing foot. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You've got to be kidding me, Vegas. I'm on night. There's my picks for this week. Now, if you want next week's picks, I can give you those by Friday. Everyone and happy Super Bowl weekend. We are here with the final edition of the Wingfoot Locks for 2019. Greg Hoyle on the other end of the line. Joe Masiri right here talking to you. Greg, how excited are you? I know it's the best and worst day of the year for you simultaneously. Yeah, 10 o'clock tonight, longest time of the year without more football. So uh, mixed emotions every year. All right, so what's your initial... Uh, overall evaluation of the matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, going against the San Francisco 49ers for the Super Bowl this year. So it's a, I'll start off by saying it's just been weird. There's been a weird uh, lack of buzz, at least for me, uh, because I do think it's going to be a really enjoyable game. Like I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but just you know, with the the Kobe news and everything this past week, it's just been. It just doesn't feel like Super Bowl weekend, um, but uh, definitely going to gear up tomorrow, you know, uh, hunker in for about another three or four hours of uh, prop betting and, and everything like that in the early afternoon and, you know, get ready for it. Three to four hours of prop betting? What are you going to be doing all that time? Uh, watching college basketball. Oh, okay. So you're going to be doing prop bets and college basketball bets and uh, also the college basketball slash NFL slash NBA prop bets as well. Oh, I don't I don't uh, mix match my my games. I don't do the uh, player props cross. All right. So you don't you don't care about Pascal Siakam and his combined points and rebounds versus Jimmy Garoppolo passing yards. No, it won't be game time for me tomorrow. Okay, fair enough. All right, so with that being said, why don't we start off? We'll hold back on the game for a second here. Let's start off with some of the props that you like for this week and, and the Super Bowl. So to start, we'll, we'll start with the real relevant one. Demi yeah. Lovato to <laughs> hold the last uh, note of the national anthem for more than five and a half seconds. Uh, I think that's a no-brainer. You're going over five and a half seconds. Sure. That brave is going to be dragged out. Indeed. So I. What is it? I, not? Well, that's obviously true. But, you know, I, I don't know how they score that one. And you have to check with your book. But when they do, sometimes they'll do the brave and then say brave again, you know, and then. So do you get both combined times? Mm-hmm. Are we only looking at the last brave? I always get a little confused, right? Does the timer on the national anthem start when the music starts, when they start to sing? It's very interesting. Well, the last word of the national anthem is brave. So if she says brave twice, I'm throwing a flag on that. First, what? I'm pretty sure Lady Gaga did it when Ugh. she sang the national anthem. Don't even get me started on Gaga. <laughs> All right, so. Over five and a half seconds, we're going to start this early, even before the coin toss. I thought you were going to start coin toss. I like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I do like, uh, you know, you got to have some action on the coin toss. So I don't I don't go with heads or tails, typically. I like going with the team to call it, um, and I like to, to root for them to call it correctly. 
Okay. So I believe if you're keeping score out there, Tails is either nine and one or eight and two, I believe, in the last uh, in the last ten Super Bowls. And there's a theory on this that because of the decoration on the coin, that the head side is always weighted a little heavier. So if it if it doesn't get quite the right bounce and it's teetering there, that the head side falls down to the ground and then the tail side up, which obviously would make the the pick. Um, I tend I you know I, I tend to just go with the motto that tails never fails. Um, and I think that is that is good handicapping right there. <laughs> and, I, and I was going to say, with that little nugget you just dropped on me, let's let's sprinkle a mortgage payment on uh, sales. <laughs> I haven't seen the design of this year's coin, though. It's also very important to look at the design of the coin that they're going to be using to flip. All right. The uh, other thing is, obviously, there there's some sound checks and things that go on around. So sometimes you watch the late moves on, like, the length of the national anthem, and the late move is usually the right move. I think also, going back to Lady Gaga, it went to, like, minus – the over went to minus five or 600 right before she started singing, and she went well over – uh, the time that they said that last year and different books, I kind of think operate differently. Some, some will move the, the line in terms of the actual time on it. Others will just keep the time uh, static, but then move the, the betting line, the money line on it. So if it's like two minutes and five seconds, they might keep it there, but to get the over, you'd have to pay minus 500 rather than moving the lo- the timing of the national anthem to two minutes and eight seconds or something like that. So very interesting. All right. So, so far, do you think that was her tryout for A Star Is Born? Lady Gaga, uh-huh. Gaga, as you like to call her. Uh, that's a good point. You know, I don't know, but everybody's auditioning. Everybody's auditioning when they're out there. You know, there is no time like singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl where you are giving it everything you got and you are milking every second of that song uh, when you're out there. So, but sometimes you get a little nervous and you fly through it a little too quickly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's so much that goes into it. So I'm going with the the over five and a half. Let's go. All right. And what do you got on that? What what's the, what's that pay? Oh, I think it was minus two. So you got to lay two hundred to win a hundred on that one. All right. That's not terrible. Not terrible. All right. Now, any other prop bets outside the game that you like? Outside the game, uh, I'll definitely pick the color. Uh, Gatorade color. Okay. Know. I think I'm going to go with the classic lemon lime, which I typically don't do, but I'm just trying to mull it over. Yellow. So yellow is is the is the color of the Gatorade we're looking at this year. The hands down worst Gatorade flavor out there, by the way. <laughs> well, we'll get into that debate uh, a whole nother time. That's actually a great one that you should put up on Twitter. Uh, please do that. Worst Gatorade flavor of all time. Uh, I think the blue ice is the one you like, right? The Gatorade Frost. Oh, yeah. I enjoy any sort of purple purple type of Gatorade. Oh, geez. But you, you get big odds on the purple Gatorade because nobody's got <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'll have to get my IT guy, Dragon, uh, to help me with the Twitter poll because I don't know how to do those. Fair enough. Fair enough. One more thing before we get to the actual game here because I, it's one of the most popular. Usually the two most popular prop bets for the Super Bowl are the coin toss and then the MVP. So I got I got to know, are there any leans or likes as far as a sleeper in the MVP? And also people usually like to take the long shot because there are some crazy ones out there. So who do you like in the in the MVP voting for this one? 
Ooh, um, so I like this. So, uh, and this will be a little bit of a tease to, if I'm you, I'd like me some George Kittle. Uh, but since I'm me, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with the, the square pick and go with some Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick uh, Mahomes, obviously, I think he's the odds-on favorite in this one. you got to lay it's uh, minus 250, I believe he is, depending oh, on I where got, you look. I got it minus 110. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Minus 110. Uh, I was looking at Garoppolo's plus 250. That's, yeah. I was... And then Kittle was plus uh, 1,000. Plus 1,000. I like that. I like that. But Raheem Mostert has been on an absolute roll. Uh, he's over at plus 550. You know, I went with the running back last year in Sony Michelle, and I thought I was going to steal one with him. He had a solid game and had a touchdown in there. I thought he had a shot, but uh, Julian Edelman and all his catches took it for the past last season. So this year, I think, uh, obviously, uh, we won't reveal our picks yet, but I think that this is one of the years that somebody, you know, off the the radar comes out to be a Super Bowl winner. Uh, I think, you know, you had that uh, year the Cowboys beat the beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl where you had um, who was it there with two uh, two picks returned for the touchdowns and now of course his name is escaping me um, and then you had the the other one was the Seattle Seahawks when they had their linebacker who uh, won the super won the Super Bowl MVP against the Broncos uh, so I think that I'm going to go a defensive player on this one because they always play good, uh, pay good money, I should say. And if we're going to have one, so I'm going to go with a little uh, D Ford. D Ford. I thought you were going to do a dick pick there, little, little, little Dick Sherman. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not going with Richard Sherman. I like that though. But I do think that Dick will have a pick in this game. So um, as another prop Definitely bet, if you're looking there, listen, I think, I think there's a lot of talk right now that I've been hearing about is Richard Sherman past his prime and is he going to get exposed in this game? And in my mind, that is perfect Richard Sherman time to go and take advantage. And so if you find over half an interception for Richard Sherman there, I, I like that. Or if you can go with Richard Sherman, which then also means that I think Pat Mahomes is throwing a pick. So I'll throw some money on that one for the prop bets. And my last prop bet is I'm just rattling them off here for you. Kyle Juszczyk over nine and a half yards receiving. All right. Kyle Juszczyk has not been used in the last two games by the 49ers. And let's be honest, they haven't had to do anything creative. They have run the ball straight down the throats of both the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. I think that they will have to get a little creative with extra time to prepare being the Super Bowl. I think Andy Reid and Spagnola will have a good game plan. Uh, I do think that they will have to go a little deeper into the playbook. And Juszczyk has been a threat out of the backfield. I think he gets two catches in this one, two catches for 14 yards. That's my prediction on this one, a nine yard catch. And that's going to be the first one. So I'm going to be sitting there cause it's nine and over nine and a half. So I'm going to be like, you gotta be kidding me. And then at the end of the game, they'll hit him for a six yard pass. That'll give him a key first down. So I do like it, but I, I also think that, you know, betting that use check is going to have two of the 10, 11 <laughs> receptions that the Niners are going to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I think they're going to move the ball a little bit, and I think creativity is definitely going to be needed. I don't think anyone's going to go like, you know, crazy, crazy passes from you know Edelman or, or anything like that. So, 
Um, I think that's, you know, the old, the old uh, fullback out there when nobody remembers about him because he hasn't been in the game plan. I think that's a good call. Don't be surprised if they send him on a real, a wheel route down the sideline too. Yep. In this one. Actually in my head, you know, the, yeah. the, that was the exact route. Uh, and then my, mine, since we're talking about the game here is, um, Mahomes running a little bit. So I, I think I got it at like 33 rushing yards, but you've seen him run, uh, get out of the pocket a little bit more in the playoffs. Uh, so I think that can happen, especially if the pass rush is getting to him. Um, see him kind of, you know, bomb right up the middle there. If they got man on man or something like that, sees that it's man on man and pick up some pretty good chunk runs. Um, so I, I think that'll be in play. Um, so we'll see how that goes. All right. So before we get to our picks for the game, we have a blast from the past for you. Chris Portente has said that he wanted to come back into the podcast. And we said, listen, if you want to rejoin next season, you have to go with positive prop picks in the Super Bowl. So he has a list of prop picks that he's laying out. And when we say positive, we mean money. Not percentage points here. Not that you hit you hit more than you lost, but you all your long shots, you know, all your sure things were minus two ten or minus five hundred. So you gotta go with positive outcome for the Super Bowl. So I turn it over to the prop master general for the Super Bowl this week. Chris Portente, welcome back. What's up everybody? Super Bowl fifty four is finally here and the Chiefs and the Niners should be a good one. But we all know what the best part of the Super Bowl is, right? No, 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 not the commercials, not the commercial, the prop bets. Yes, the prop bets are the best part of the Super Bowl every single year. Now, I have told you time and time again, many times I've told you, you have to always, when placing your bets, placing your wages, making your decisions, you have to always keep in the back of your mind that Vegas knows Everything Vegas knows all and Vegas knows bet best. So now with that logic in the back of your mind, there are over 1000 prop bets every year that you can sift through. Now, if you put in the time and the research like we do here all the time at Wingfoot Sports, when you start sifting through those thousand bets, you will see some trends. You will see some contradictory lines that Vegas has in different categories. And if you're astute enough and do enough research to pick up on these things, there are money. There is money to be made with these prop bets in the Super Bowl. Everybody thinks it's just for fun, and most of them are, and it keeps the average fan excited. But there is money to be made. And here at Wingfoot Sports, we're not doing this for fun. We're doing this for the shekels. So um there's a few of them i like this year and like i said there's a there's a few contradictory lines a few trends um but before we get to the actual game there's a few pre-game ceremonies that uh we're going to take a little action on okay and the first one is going to be the national anthem yeah the national anthem how do you watch the super bowl without betting on the national anthem if you don't bet on the national anthem then you shouldn't even be watching this podcast you're the wrong type of clientele you have to bet on the national anthem all right and here we go so the national anthem this year okay is being sung by demi lovato all right now the over-under currently, and this could change, so you got to get on this early because I've experienced it. Once a little information comes out, it changes, and it's heavy odds to get in on the right side. So you can get in on it now. The over-under is set at 119.5 seconds. 
Okay, that's a half a second short of two minutes. I love the over here. I love it, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, uh, Demi Lovato is saying a bunch of national anthems in her in her career. All right, she's done All Star games, she's done World Series games, she's done boxing matches. Okay, uh, most of them were three to four years ago. You know, early on in her career, and all those national anthems that she sang early in her career, three to four years ago, they all came in at under two minutes, okay? I believe one was at 159, one was at 153, okay? They all came in at, one, at two minutes. But all these renditions, they were pretty quick. But last year, okay, she sang the national anthem at a Mayweather fight, okay? Now, keep in mind that at a boxing match, there aren't these huge, raucous crowds, especially like the one you're going to get at the national anthem, Okay, and we've all watched enough football games to know what happens when someone's singing an answer, national anthem and you get these raucous crowds. They take pauses. They stop. That one year, um, Lady Gaga took a couple of major pauses and she blew the over out, 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 out the door. Okay, and there was money to be made there on that night too. All right, so in this last one that she sang last year, mo most recent, and now she's, she's moved on in her career. It's not early in her career, like four years ago. Okay. She sang this powerful and amazing rendition at the Mayweather fight, okay? And that song, she took a couple of pauses without big crowds being there. She held notes, and it was powerful, and it was dramatic. And that rendition went 2 minutes and 11 seconds. Now, you got to remember, the national anthem at the Super Bowl this year is only going to be her second performance um, since coming out of rehab and being on a hiatus, First one is just yesterday at the Grammys, okay? And that was a powerful and emotional performance, okay? So she's not going to want one of these quick renditions that she put forth early in her career. She's going to want to let the world know that she's back and she's better than ever. And she's going to put forth this powerful rendition. She's going to go over that two minutes, okay? I'm telling you, she's going over that two minutes. And just remember, on Super Bowl Day, when these people sing the national anthem, everybody wants to be Whitney, Okay, so her trying to prove to the world that she's back, a little emotion, a little power, and her trying to be Whitney like everybody else, take the over and sing for joy. All right, so now, next up on the docket, okay, pregame ceremony style, we're going with the coin toss. 50-50, you say, right? Incorrect, I say. This is not 50-50. The coin toss is simply not a coin toss. It is a calculated guess. And here's why. Over the years, the coin is usually weighted in a sense. And what I mean by that is it's not a regular coin. The Super Bowl coin is a commemorative coin. And over the past years, usually the heads are the team logos or the team helmets with the Roman numerals. They're usually raised or embossed. And on the tail side, it's usually the NFL logo, which is usually flat, okay? So when the top part of the coin is, is, is heavier than the, than the tails, gravity comes into play. And when you get a nice, fair flip, okay, that heavier side is always going to go down to the ground and tails comes up. That's why tails has won five out of the last six times. But like I said, you need a true, nice flip. Heads came out two years ago with, with this one of these so-called weighted coins. Why? Because they get guest flippers, okay? And two years ago, they had an old-timer army vet. He came in and he didn't give you a great flip and he kind of threw it wacky and it went across the field and bounced across everybody's shoes and it came out heads. So you don't get a true flip 
Even if you do get a true flip, you know, anything can happen. But the odds are favored when you have this weighted coin that the weighted side is going to land on the ground. That's why Tails has came out five of the six years. Having said that, this year, the coin is pretty fair. Uh, on the front side of the coin uh, is a super old numeral, numeral, uno, uh, numeral, Roman numeral. Blah. I got so many stats and props in my head, I'm, I can't even speak. So anyway, this year, the heads... Uh, the Super Bowl's Roman numerals and two tiny logos of the team. And the backside of the coin is the 100-year logo of the NFL. But both are flat. They're not raised or embossed this year like they have been in the past. Okay, so it's pretty fair this year. But you know what? Even though it's fair, we're still going to ride tails this year because tails never fails. So flip the coin, get me tails, and let's make some money. All right? So now, on to the actual game and the props that I like in the game. Okay, first up, now stay with me here. I like Jimmy Garoppolo to throw a pick before he throws a touchdown pass at plus 180. And here's why. This bet is plus 180, but Jimmy G throwing a touchdown in the first quarter is minus 250 on no, Okay. Jimmy G throwing a touchdown pass in the second quarter is minus 195 on no. So Vegas is telling you that the odds on Jimmy G throwing a touchdown pass in the first or second quarter are pretty slim. They're telling you they don't like the odds of him throwing the touchdown pass in the first or second quarter. The third quarter, the odds get better of him throwing a touchdown pass in the fourth quarter as well. Okay, now also... If you just bet on Jimmy G to throw a pick at any time in the game, you got to lay odds that he does. So Vegas is now telling you that they think he's going to throw a pick. So here's where I'm coming from. They're telling you with their odds and their numbers that they think he's going to throw a pick. They're telling you with their odds and their numbers that they don't think he's throwing a touchdown pass in the first quarter or the second quarter. Okay? So now that tells me you think he's throwing a pick. You don't think he's throwing a touchdown pass in the first half. And then his over-under on total touchdown passes thrown in the game is two. So they're telling you that he only throws two touchdowns in the game, two touchdown passes in the game. They're telling you they probably don't happen to the second half. And they're telling you he's most likely throwing a pick. So I'm going to take my odds that he throws that pick in the first half. So I got two full quarters almost to throw a pick before I throw a touchdown. And based on the way Vegas is setting their lines... Uh, looks like I got a good chance. At plus 180, almost 2-1, to one, I'm going to put those odds in my favor and take this bet. And this is what I mean by some contradictory lines that you have to find and seep through that the average player don't see when there's a 1,000 prop bets on a page. Okay? So these are the reasons why I like that line. So plus 180 that Jimmy G throws a pick before he throws a touchdown pass and take my pick to the house. Okay? Next up, I like over three and a half field goals made in this game, okay? And I'm going to tell you why, all right? The over-under on field goals made is almost a straight dog at plus 105, okay? But two field goals missed in the game is minus 500. So right there, that tells you that Vegas don't think there's going to be two misses, okay? And if there's not going to be more than one miss, then this helps my, my odds and my strategy on this bet, Okay? Also, this is the first time I've seen this year three categories of uh, yardage of field goals made. Usually it's longest, 
uh, field goal made over under a number. This year you got over under 26, over under 37, and over under 48. That tells me right there they think there's going to be multiple field goals in the game. Also, okay, if you want to bet the Chiefs kicking a field goal in each quarter, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter, you have to lay money on yes in each quarter. What does that tell you? That tells you they think the Chiefs are going to kick some field goals. Okay? So, if they're, if they're telling me that the Chiefs are good for maybe a field goal a quarter, they're telling you that they think there's going to be three different yardages of field goals, okay? And they're telling me that there's not going to be more than one field goal missed, then I like my odds on over three and a half field goals, okay? So what I'm trying to say is let's split the upright four times and kick Vegas's ass. You know what I mean? All right. Now, the next prop on deck is Sammy Watkins, Okay. Now, here we go with some more contradictory lines, so stay with me. Sammy Watkins' longest reception in the game is over under 20 and a half yards, and here's why I like this. Sammy Watkins' total receptions for the game is over under three and a half yards. Uh, sorry, over under three and a half catches, and you have to lay money on the under. So right there, Vegas is telling you that they don't think Sammy Watkins is going to have more than four catches. Now, also... His total yards for the game is set at over under 67 and a half yards, okay? So you got to think, if Vegas is telling you Sammy Watkins is going to have 67 to 68 yards in a game, but based on their lines and their spreads, they're telling you they don't think he's going to have more than four catches, all right, to get 67 or 68 yards on four catches, you got to believe that one of those catches is going to be more than 20 and a half yards, so that's why I love Sammy Watkins' longest reception to be 20 and a half yards over. Okay? Now, so we're going to book that bet. And while we're on Sammy Watkins, okay, who's to say that if he's catching a ball over 20 and a half yards, he is in deep downfield with one of those busted coverage plays that you see Sammy Watkins do a lot in the course of a game, okay, and he struts in for a touchdown. Who's to say he don't make the catch, break a tackle, and strut in for a touchdown? I can see that happening. I've seen it happening throughout the season. I saw it happen last season a lot, okay? So, you know, if that can happen and it's a re and it's, a, it's not so far out of far-fetched or out of reality, here's what I like. I like Sammy Watkins. Who's to say that touchdown, if it happens, doesn't go for the first touchdown of the game? Let's take a shot, okay? Sammy Watkins to score the first touchdown in the game is 9-1. to one, And we can afford to take a flyer on that because we're winning all the other bets, okay? They're all locks, all right? And just in case he doesn't score the first touchdown in the game, I like Sammy Watkins to score a touchdown in this game. So for Sammy Watkins to have a touchdown at any point in the Super Bowl... Five to one. I'm going to book that too, and I'm going to have a lot riding on Sammy Watkins, and I think they are all good, smart bets. Okay? So here we go. Sammy Watkins for over 20 and a half yards on the longest catch. Sammy for pay dirt at any time during the game. And Sammy for pay dirt as the first touchdown in the game are the bets we're booking. Let's hope to get all three, but I'm pretty sure we're at the very least going to get a double dinger. Okay, now... Next up is the final score of the Super Bowl is always a wacky score, okay? And we know that because there's always a safety or something wacky that goes on that takes everybody's hopes and dreams of winning their big Super Bowl box and flushes them right down the toilet. We've had safeties in the past, and we get a lot of things going on, okay? I personally don't think there's going to be a, two, a safety this year, 
okay? And I don't want to bet the money that there's going to be a made two-point conversion this year because to bet that there's going to be a made two-point conversion this year, you got to lay almost $250, okay? But I like the bet that there will be a two-point conversion attempted, and that's only minus 125. And I'm pretty sure at some point in this game, somebody's going to need to go for two to get back in this. So that's another play I like this year. So let's line up for two, and Baby gets new shoes. All right. Now, last but not least, and this is a bit of a hunch play, but by no means is this a stretch, okay? I like Patrick Mahomes to score a rushing touchdown at 4-1, to one, okay? That's a nice number for a guy who can scramble and be elusive at any given time on the game. Any given time in the game, Patrick Mahomes can scramble and get himself in the end zone, okay? So why not take a shot at 4-1, to one, all right? So let's get Patty Mahomes in the end zone on his feet, and let's not miss a beat, and we won't be beat. So let's do a recap of all this year's Super Bowl 54 prop bets, or shall I say prop locks. Here's a recap. Coin toss, tails. Demi Lovato, National Anthem, over 119 and a half seconds, okay? 119.5 seconds, okay? Two-point conversion attempted, yes. Over three and a half field goals made, yes. Jimmy G throws a pick before he throws a touchdown pass, yes. Sammy Watkins' longest catch over 20 and a half yards, yes. Sammy Watkins to score the first touchdown of the game, yes. Sammy Watkins to score a touchdown at any point in the game, Yes. Patrick Mahomes to score a rushing touchdown. Yes. Okay. There you go. So remember, Vegas may have more props than a universal film lot, but Wingfoot Sports has more locks than a hardware store. Okay. So enjoy everybody. Good luck and mad props. See what I did there? Mad props to all our followers. Go get that cash. So if, uh, if he doesn't win and we let him back in, we're we're we're, we're gonna look soft. Well, I'll, he need that's it now. <laughs> a lot of pressure. You, you can put that on air too. A lot of a lot of pressure. All right, I'll I'll do it. <laughs> uh, okay, so without any further ado, let's get to our picks for the actual game here, Greg. Uh, obviously, we know what Kansas City's offense has been doing. Obviously, we know that San Francisco's offense hasn't had to do too much other than just come out and play old school football and run the ball down your throat. What do you think is going to play out in the Super Bowl? Obviously, knowing that uh, they've got two weeks to prepare for it. Uh, so I'm going with Kansas City on the money line because uh, I'm not going to lay a point and a half uh, because if they win by one, I'll just lose my lose my mind. Uh, but you know, I mean, a pretty similar theme that I have. Um, you know, you're praising Shanahan, and I don't. I don't disagree. I think he's a, a darn good coach, and I think the Niners are a good team. So I do think it's going to be a non-blowout, back and forth type of game. Uh, but when you just go down to quarterback play, um, I do think the Niners have a great defense. But I think Mahomes has just been playing really well. They've had really soft competition. Everyone's going to mention that. I think everyone that's kind of arguing the opposite of Kansas City is the the soft competition they've been rolling through. Yeah, I'm going to stop you there for a second because I don't think people have been mentioning it. I mean, I know you and I talk about it before we come on, but everybody's been talking about how Kansas City's defense is underrated, how they've been the best uh, points against in the league since week whatever it was, 10, I think. Um, 
Go I'm ahead. Betting on, I'm betting on uh, Kansas City's offense, not yeah. their defense. So that's that's uh, you know I'll go with the quarterback. Uh, I think Mahomes has been playing really well, uh, and then the the game script. Uh, you know I'm staying away from the over under simply because. Uh, it kind of scares me if you know San Francisco jumps out and then uh, Kansas City's got to play from behind, which we've seen them do. Um, I, I won't jump on the under because I feel like that's been a little bit too square of the side for this. It's already it moved up from what fifty one and a half to fifty four, and it's going to go up more. Fifty four uh, and a half. I see some places already. Uh, yeah, I mean it'll be fifty five. I mean if it, if it gets to like fifty six. 56 and a half, 57. I'll do the under just because of value. Um, but just because of the game script and how Kansas city come back can come back. I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch that, but I am going to go Kansas city betting on the offense. Uh, I'm a Philly guy, but I don't have any, uh, like or dislike for Andy Reid. I appreciate the franchise, but I'm not like, Oh, I hope Andy Reid gets a, a super bowl. If, if he does great, uh, if he doesn't, well, I am pulling for him because I'm going to have money. On <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, no emotional ties. So I look at this game and I think the biggest thing for me is the rest factor. Um, I think that the rest before the Super Bowl is going to benefit San Francisco so much more in this game because of the style of football that they play. Look, I know Andy Reid's record with two weeks to prepare is something like 38 and 14, something ridiculous. Um, and if if you've got that time, I think usually he's going to be able to come up with enough of a game plan to slow you down or come up with a creative, uh, creative of enough offensive plan to be able to exploit the defense. I think that the thing about the San Francisco 49ers is they don't need to blitz to put pressure on you. That front four to me is the most dynamic, talented front four that I've seen in a long time. Uh, and they are all fast. I think they are all strong, and I think that they are going to um, they are going to put a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes in this one. Now, I think when you look at the game against Tennessee, some people are saying that well, Tennessee was playing a similar style of football to what the 49ers do. But you got to remember two things: one, they're not they're a good team on the defensive side, but not as talented as San Francisco. And two, they were gassed from playing two road games where against you know that were very good games, especially that game against New England, uh, where they had to expend so much energy and so much tension that I think they kind of just ran out of gas a little bit. Uh, and, and I do think that Kansas City's offense is good. I don't think this game is going to be a blowout either way, because I think that as good as Kansas City's offense is, I think San Francisco's defense is that good. And I think that as San Francisco's San Francisco's offense will be able to score on Kansas City's defense. So I think that it's going to be a very entertaining game. But ultimately, I'm going to go with the old cliche that defense wins championships. I think that they end up making a play. And let's not forget in Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, right? They had to beat the greatest show on turf. And I think there's a there's the parallels between Jimmy G and Tom Brady here, right? They're going against a, a ridiculously dynamic offense uh, that is full of track stars over in Kansas City. 
I think they find a way to slow it down. The defense does just enough. And I don't think that Kansas City's defense can make a stop if it comes down to a final possession either way. I think San Francisco's defense will make the stop. I don't think Kansas City's defense can make the stop. And I'll go with uh, San Francisco to win this one close. As far as the over-under over look, Opened at 51. We're already up to 54 and a half. If I'm laying a number, if I'm if I'm going on the over-under, I got to go under just because at this point, I think it's one of the highest totals in Super Bowl history. You're getting good value on the other underside. But I wait because I think the public loves to see points. I think the public, everyone bets on the Super Bowl. So the public play is just going to push that number up and up. And I think that it might get to 55. I don't know. 56 is another key number for them. So if it gets up that high, then then maybe I'll uh, I'll just play it more out of principle there. But right now, if you're going to take a side on the total, I think I, I got to go with the uh, under 54 and a half right now in this one. So if you like uh, unders, by the way, I'm just sitting here kind of in from, from your perspective, maybe the first quarter, uh, I think what, what's been pretty consistent is Kansas city has been slow starters uh, and they've been really good in the second quarter heading, heading into the half. Um, so that, that might be something to look at there too. It, take a look at San Francisco in the, uh, in the first, well, the under in the first quarter or San Francisco in the first quarter. Yeah. And there's a couple of bets, right. That sharps have been playing. Cause I just been looking at some of the line moves already and all of the sharps that have been playing the under are hitting all of the ancillary bets around it. So like no score in the first five minutes is one, uh, yeah. teams punt before they score a touchdown, uh, is another. So if you believe that it's going to be that type of game and don't forget, it's the Super Bowl, right? There's just a little extra nerves. You got to settle in yep. to yourself. My one, my one concern with that is that if, if defense, I feel like is, is a little bit uh, easier to settle into for the Super Bowl than, than the offense. I think we saw Kansas city in that game against, uh, against Houston in the first playoff game, they had a, a drop, you know, that a couple drops on third key third downs where those are the nerves building up. I think defense is a little bit less of, of the nerves on that side. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is the, if the first score of a game is a defensive score, but didn't that happen when Carolina played Denver, Greg, they had an early, I think they had an early touchdown by Cam Newton got sacked and fumbled. Uh, Von Miller maybe so brought it in. The I, I know the other, I know when Peyton Manning was playing Seattle. They had the safety. safety. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I don't recall. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and again, I, I don't think that that means the game is over by any means. Uh, Cause I think both of these teams, like I said, have the ability to come back. Uh, and I, I think that, uh, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a defensive or special teams score in, in this one uh, early on in the game. So if you're looking at prop bets, maybe there's another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, sir. So you're going with the chiefs. You're taking a money line, not laying the one and a half. I'll take the one and a half points with the 49ers and I will enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. Listen, this has been a pleasure, Greg, all season. The first season of the wing foot locks, the first full season. Anyway, thank yep. you for, uh, for making it go so smooth. I'm glad your playoff beard is still growing out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one more thing I want to do. Uh, if anybody's listening out there, or if you're watching Greg Coyle is wearing a cycle for survival t-shirt. This is a great cause where they raise money for cancer research through Memorial Sloan Kettering. Greg, they got, you got a team name, uh, or something they can plug. Cause I know the donations stay open for a little bit after they do it. 
Yep, Team uh, GTS Scientific. We were down there this morning in D.C. It's a four-hour cycle ride, goes to MSK, and supports for rare cancer research. So fifth year uh, doing it. I was rocking my uh, my shirt from, I think, our first year uh, with numbers and, and my last name on the back. But uh, our overall this year they've raised 17.2 million um the fundraiser as a whole about 240 or 250 million um you know so just really enjoyable event uh, very inspiring and just glad to be a part of it every year yeah awesome event they always have some of the survivors come back and talk about it but check it out cycle for survival is the event you can google it even if you don't donate to greg's team donate to the cause all of the money goes directly to cancer research over at memorial sloan kettering and i know cancer is a thing that touches everybody this day whether it's you directly or, or someone you know or love so hopefully that good karma will roll into the weekend here and uh, hopefully we'll make a we can make a bigger donation next year to cycle for survival with some of the winnings uh from this year's super bowl but listen for Chris Portente, for Greg Coyle and Joe Masiri, that's me. Thanks for listening all season long. Tell a friend, enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, and we will talk to you intermittently throughout, but definitely next football season. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, it's not whether you win or lose, it's whether or not you cover the spread. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. <laughs>